welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Feed the Beast After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. With three more episodes left, we got a lot to talk about. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, let the buzz begin. We got a lot to discuss tonight. We're moving along. These things just get better and better and better. They keep going in a direction that we do not accept. But even though the show goes in ways we don't expect, which is a good thing, you can always expect Abby <laughs> Vega. You can always expect me, everyone. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Abby Vega. That's right. And this is very, like, uh, Price is Right type of music. <laughs> I actually feel like I'm in an elevator. Oh, like you... at a nice hotel. Yeah, well, we know what happens in elevators. After tonight, yeah. Um, I'm Phil Svitek. We're of course talking. Uh, we're, we're talking episode seven. Yeah, we are. Uh, Feed the Beast on AMC season one. Uh, for those of you tuning in, obviously it's spoiler filled. Welcome. Glad you found us. If you're returning, well, welcome back. All the same. Uh, towards the end of the show, we'll be doing our special segment called Wine Time, where yes. we break down wines and uh, the foods that they should be paired with, which obviously is a very important thing, as we learned from DePaulo, because he's like, and it goes with... I love DePaulo. Uh, yes, indeed. Why don't... Uh... Where do we even begin with this episode? How about this? We're going to begin with, uh, we're going to get crazy, and we're going to begin with some news and gossip. Michael Gladys, who is obviously the Tooth Fairy, for those of you who don't know um, him by his actual name, the actor, he's now engaged after six years of going out with Beth Bears. Now, interesting story, Beth Bears is an OG afterbuzzer. She did, back back in like 2011, we did an Oscar special and a couple of other ones, maybe an Emmy special as well, and she was part of the panel. And she has been uh, part of the AfterBuzz family for many years, even though she doesn't necessarily host. Now, she's always been kind of, like I said, in the family. So congratulations to Congrats. them. Congrats. That's awesome. That's that's huge news. That is. So, um, But going back to the show... Why don't we start with, uh, I guess, perhaps a little bit more on the lighter side, where... There's light? Uh, there's light. <laughs> there's always, it's a little, it's not dark, it's a little bit lighter. Um, it's uh, Pilar. Pilar's making things happen. Yes. She's getting sponsorships and whatnot. Yeah. And, and, well, you know what, let's applaud her there, because I do think, like, that she, people... I do think she's good at her job. Yeah, I actually wrote that in. I was like, whoa, she's really stepping up and doing things right now. And she's getting way better than I thought that she was ever going to end up being. She just needs to read the contract. Yes. Yes, we know. Yes, make sure to read. But I'm I'm still nervous. Did she get, is she getting all this stuff still through Patrick? Or is this, was, because this, usually in the other times when she's gotten help from him, they show an interaction of some sort, but they didn't this time. So did she come up with getting these things now on her own? And is she just getting smarter from things that she's learned? Or I don't think Patrick's helping her, especially, you know, when we get the news that he's thinking about opening his own restaurant. Yeah. at this point, he doesn't have a vested interest in uh, in helping this place out, so I, I don't think he's going to that level. Yeah, because I yeah, I assume that she kind of was starting to do things on her own too, since they didn't show any interaction. But I don't know. I agree. But the uh, the real meat and tender of this episode is the relationship between Pilar, of course, and Tommy. Uh, you know, they, they're in the therapy session, and, and uh, I I loved what they did with this thing. 
because they're talking about intimacy and whatnot, and there's the woman giving her story and how she, it's good to be feel to to, to be intimate with somebody else mm-hmm. who's not, you know, obviously the the person that you had just lost, and here's Pilar, almost guilt ridden in a way. Yeah, because she had an intimate moment with somebody, and we know who that was. Yeah, and her the whole time, her and Tommy were having those weird eye contact moments and i that's the whole thing i was i was thinking she's probably feeling so guilty right now yeah because her story she doesn't when it's her turn she doesn't really say much um she avoids as much as possible and yet gives just and and then eventually she does kind of get into it Mm -hmm. and that's what obviously triggers tommy to do the thing that he did yeah which i I was actually very surprised with that just because it was such a drastic, like, one to 100, kind of. Like, I know they had that moment, but since that moment, there hadn't been much of him showing too, too much interest. And then now he goes, like, extreme romantic. Well, one of the things, even even before that, one of the things I did like was the fact that we're in this therapy session and obviously, in some ways, you need a certain amount of personal space. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Mos is there, uh, Pilar's there, and they're all part of this therapy group. Like, it's amazing to me. They work together, and then they're bringing, because they have to, they're bringing, obviously, their personal um, stuff and issues to the work environment. And they're also bringing their work environment into. Lots of business with pleasure and yeah. weird stuff happening. I was thinking that, too, when I saw Moe's in there. Is he always in there? Did I, I just never notice it? <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I had never noticed him in there before. but Or maybe it was suggested to him that after he just keeps bopping people on the yeah, head just like, because of get... weird noises that... Dude, maybe he should might... get some help. Yeah. Um, but in terms of Tommy, what, what were you saying? You were saying that um, that it seemed kind of out of the blue. Or, or what, yeah. What I mean, I kind of... But I guess maybe not, because after he had that conversation with Dion about Re, maybe he felt after that, like, okay, I can relax. I can actually start to move on now. I think it's also, you know, especially when at the time that it was happening, things were obviously going very bad with the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And so he's getting to a place where I, I think he's realizing that, like, just because one aspect of my life isn't going the way that I want it to doesn't mean my life has to suck. Yeah. And, like, I can have good moments regardless. Yeah, that would make sense. And so, you know, if it, at that point, if you gain nothing out of this but a love interest, then at least, like, okay, that's it's, it's part of the healing process. So, yeah. Um, so, he, so he allowed himself to go on that journey. Yeah, but no, it's just all going to crumble down. Is it? To me, I think that Pilar was just so excited by what was happening that she hasn't fully processed what's going to happen when she tells him. And I think it would have been just way better for her to just tell him right up, right up front about Dion. And I think it was a mistake that she didn't. Definitely with what we learned later in the episode, it's just, no, it's it's going to be bad. Well, I think it was going to be bad one way or the other. Yeah. And there's no good way to go about it. Yeah. But I feel like it's always, in my opinion, it's always worse when you build upon something and everything's going good when you're withholding information from the very beginning because it's pretty much built on a lie compared to the fact if you just tell them straightforward and then it's like, okay, you can either choose to have a clean start or not. 
Mm-hmm. But I feel like it hurts the person way more if they had that information the whole time and continue to grow in it, you know? Maybe she's got amnesia. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that... F- no, it was her sister who fell and hit her head. <laughs> Never mind. Um, so, yeah, definitely definitely a lot going on mm-hmm. there. And it's going to be interesting to, to see, um, to kind of jump in a different direction. Uh, obviously, Marissa, she's dealing with a lot. You know, she's... She's also, she's in the Tommy position in many ways because she's the, what would you call it? She's being cheated on, so she's the cheat. She's being cheated on? Well, yeah, because she let Dion back into her life and she says to Pilar, Uh, let me know. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. But he's not really doing anything now. He just had like that thing. Oh, so it was a one-time mistake. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, it's bad all around. But Just because, I expect like, nothing I, from Dion anymore. Like, are you kidding me? What a little poop head. You know, <laughs> I gave I, I had some credit for him trying to stand up to the Tooth Fairy today. I thought, you know what? He's going to face this head on, and he's going to try to fix things. And it was going in that direction, and then he just didn't follow through. And his past just his past just keeps eating away. You know, he, he, he keeps putting on these band-aids on these situations that require so much more. Can we can we talk about Dion? Yes. Because I this is like I can't hold it in because I feel like everything I like relate back. Because in when you were talking about him standing up to the tooth fairy, in my mind I was very surprised that he was just straightforward. I didn't expect him to just be like, I sold some of it, it's not all there. But then in my mind, too, right when he said something to Tommy, I I looked at you because I at the, I don't know. I said, did you see like you could tell he was lying because the chefs behind him all they looked like they knew something. Mm-hmm. And, and they apparently did. And they did. And and it was almost it was a weird side to Dion that I had never fully noticed. Like I knew he did shady things and weird stuff, but he was so convincing with the way he expressed to Tommy how he was almost insulted that he would even think I would do something like that. He was very convincing. And that's why my notes are so weird because I go, whoa, Tommy just straight up asked him. He seems genuinely mad that he would even think that. But then right when they hugged and I saw the chefs, I go, he is lying. But how is he so good at it? Well, part of it was he, he went on the offensive, oh, what, the videos that we were made to post about how to, you know, the cook, the how-to cooking videos. So, like, you know, obviously it was, com- it was supposed to be common knowledge that they were doing these videos. Yeah. Um, and obviously there was a, some of them got posted. This just happened to be the bonus features. Apparently. He's like, you wiped whipped cream off her lip. <laughs> Like, no. something hilarious. But but I, I just knew he was lying, and I was so curious to how it was going to come out, and I loved the way that they exposed that. And yet didn't. Well, they did. Yeah, they, but they, yeah, they did, but they didn't. And I thought that was awesome how they did that because... And still, like, in, in, in the sense of if you're Tommy, you know, we'll talk about the Apollo and all, all that because that was... To bring this guy in, that, that was an amazing storyline just in general. Yeah. Um, and to make him and Tommy friends, and that's how he finds out. But still, the, the 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 problem is that if you're Tommy, there's still a linger of a doubt. Because all he knows that he can prove that it's a black chef female. Oh, see, I to me, I think Dion and Tommy's face said it all. Like, in that moment when he said that, like I said, I, I, I knew that... 
Dion was lying. And I knew it would eventually come out, but I was not expecting it to come out in this episode that, that anymore. Because that the way they did that, and and yeah, I guess, oh, it's, he just knows it's a black female. But did you see the way Dion looked at Tommy like, oh, crap. Because, and he could, he wanted, what's his name? DePaulo. DePaulo. He wanted him to stop talking. And he's like, Tommy, you don't, you don't want to hear this. Like trying to play it off as, oh, it's just old stories. You don't need to hear it. And then when he, I, I mean, I knew it, but like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's what sucks. Isn't, um, yeah. I mean, I I think that Paulo and Tommy could actually be good friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think they'll stay friends. uh, Obviously there's, uh, both have too much going on in their minds, but, uh, the way they play that with the friendship. Yeah. And I, I really, I like him too. You said that's like a good bringing him in in general i thought was good and i think it's nice to get this new character and i like that he's a new character but he's not like a bad guy or like a mob guy he's just very separate you know yeah and obviously tommy points out to dion the the fact that that obviously dion has been pushing him to do things that tommy didn't want to do obviously with getting the investment money from the father and whatnot but nonetheless it's always been easier for Dion to do it because Tommy has nothing to hide. Yes. And so it's not just that, that Dion feels uncomfortable because, like, okay, it's something, whatever, that he's uncomfortable with doing. Um, but it's it, it's not as surface as Tommy. It, it goes, again, into these weird territories. Yeah. And that's why he has to, like, super protect himself. And, unfortunately, in this case, he couldn't. Yeah, and so and now that just it brings up. I mean, this could just be the another far like a far fetched thing, but it still just makes me question TJ. And I just want to know when. I I guess we'll find out more because it was a major cliffhanger. Um, just about more when this happened and how how many times it happened and things like that. There's a lot to learn still with this. I mean, that was pretty graphic. The 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 sound of the headboard yes. kept me up all night. I was like, oh god, and this guy doesn't. I mean, it's. I like how he just was talking about it. Like he has no idea what's going on. Like, you know what must? This is. You tell me if I'm wrong. But if you're Tommy in that situation, yes. you know what sucks. What? You're like, I've never had a headboard banging moment in my like. Pro- like that, that must be the worst. The, the, the sex that they probably had was the most tame sex. I know. And ever in it, comparison yeah. to that description i know and by the way that's a tame night for dion yeah for real i yeah i mean that's just got to be heartbreaking for and just knowing that you're supposed to be best friends straight up lied like so much and he made tommy feel crazy he i'm pretty sure was like are you going through a crazy breakdown are you he pretty much called him insane for thinking that and you could see Tommy actually felt, oh my gosh, am I crazy for thinking this? I feel bad. He he felt genuinely bad that he would accuse Dion of this. And then to find out that he was lying, it's just all bad. Very bad. All bad. Why can't they be like savages, the movie? They just all need... Like lively, like both dudes equally in I know, that movie. And it's they just... got to have her. I feel like Dion would be down for that. It's not much as Tommy's scene, I don't think. Um... You know, if they can accept, you know, they've both been with Pilar, so. <laughs> That's a whole other story. It's just all bad. All Aye. bad. Aye. All right. Let's, uh, let's kind of switch gears for a moment. 
Well, we'll keep switching gears at, uh, and ping pong back and forth, but cool. uh, let, let, let's go to uh, TJ. Yes. Um, the beautiful mural that he puts up in his school, along with the girl. Well, I'm blanking on her name. Um, she knows. We know she's the daughter of Mrs. Chang. Yeah, which I, we know. I forget. I forget her name too. Um, which was great. I, I, I was like. Doesn't Mrs. Chang get a say in any of this <laughs> when they're at the, uh, uh, whatever, the parent-teacher? Yeah, with the meeting. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, it was just, it was so brutal because I knew exactly when they weren't showing the mural for a long time. I was like, I know this, I know where this is going. See, I didn't. I didn't see it coming. You thought kids were just in awe of it? Didn't someone say we have fans? I, I heard that. Well, the girl said because everyone was stopped looking where they where their mural was. Yeah, so I just thought everyone was just liking it, or that someone like wrote like a positive note. Kids aren't that great. <laughs> I, I think the best of children. I mean, here's the. When was the last time you looked at a piece of art and like in that sort of amazement and wonderment? Actually, do you want an honest answer here? Uh, like last not. week. Oh yeah, what I actually I have a picture of it. Would you like to see it? No, probably not. It's so sad. Is it is it really no. entertaining? Would anyone else care? No. Okay. But it's I actually did, and but that's beside the point because you were gonna try to prove me wrong, but I just proved you right. Okay, well that's that's you. That's in a whole group <laughs> of and it's not like twelve school. year old kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, obviously very devastating and 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 has such huge repercussions. This is. Tommy's going down a deep dark path but TJ obviously is triggered back by the sounds of what happened the other night uh, thanks to the tooth fairy and the shooting so check that box in there and now this and the ability to learn about a gun it's really making me super nervous Yeah, he's getting too good with a gun yeah to me it's I feel like TJ it's going down bad he it's Making me really uneasy. The problem, it's one thing to bully someone, but Andre and that person, they crossed the line. They crossed Are the line. Are you kidding? That, that kid is I the worst. He is the worst person ever. And, and it's weird because, so after the incident where they were sitting in the principal office, or whatever that lady is. Guidance counselor, yeah, yeah, whatever. When they were in the office and... She said he was in trouble, and you kind of see the way his dad treats him. You think, okay, maybe he has some weird things going on at home. So I was like, oh, that's sad. Like, obviously, it doesn't excuse what he's doing, but I see, okay, maybe this kid's getting beat up on at home. He does the same thing. But that end was just ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. I thought he was dreaming. I thought he was dreaming for a second, too. I was, are you, Andre in that little biatch with him? What? Oh. I was disgusted. They were the worst. It was it was definitely terrible. And and, and you, even though the moment was brief, you could see the gears turning in in his mind. Um, and unfortunately, I think he's gonna he's gonna do something. He's gonna regret. I think he's gonna take the gun to school. He's gonna learn a little bit more about it. He's gonna grease it up a little bit more, and just like his grandfather's teaching him. To take matters into his own it's because I, I I kind of assumed the way they kept showing um like they they showed him learning how to box and then they finally had a scene where you know he ends up beating someone up so the way they kept showing the gun i I just had a feeling even before this happened that something bad was gonna happen there I'm like this kid should not be getting that familiar and good with the gun 
Well, let's. Um, I'll compare it to another scene that happened in tonight's episode: the elevator scene. Yes. And the way when the tooth fairy tells our cop friend that, like, you know, that's the difference. I'm not afraid to die. I think Tommy. I don't know if he's there quite yet, but push him a little bit further. And I don't. I don't think he's too far off of being afraid to die. I think he would. In order to take down Andre, I think he would be willing to die. You think TJ would? Yeah. Now, again, I think I think it's I think it's stupid. I think he's so young and whatnot. I, I don't think he again kids of that age really don't know the full repercussions. Yeah, um, but he just seems to be such in like a dark, deep, bad place right now. It just yeah, that keeps I, getting worse. That I think he just do it just to do it. Yeah. Um. Not even. Not even realizing or worrying about the safety. Exactly. And, it, and I think it's hard to, with him, like, with him not talking, there's, I don't think he has any other way in his mind to to do anything about this. You know, he tried the physical thing. He tried to, like, beat him up, and that didn't work. And so I think that he's getting to the point where it's, what else can I do? Yeah. So. Absolutely. So. I, I don't want that to happen, but I pretty sure that's where we're get, we're headed yeah poor tommy poor yeah. tommy and tj i think that you know ironically Tom, i think they're bystanders in all of this they really they just, are they just get the the bad end of the stick yeah every time um although you can't you know tommy chose his friends so you can't discredit that choice he could have that's not true. been friends with dion i know but he's just i feel at this point he's just like a loyal friend it's like i've been there through this with this guy so long, I'm gonna stick your friends. Carefully. I know you do. You really gotta pick them right. But um, all right. So speaking of speaking of the tooth fairy, he has a run with our cop. The cop visits the hospital, gets a couple questions answered, as he says, um, and and really, really, uh, you know, pokes the stick in a in a hornet's nest, if you will. Yes. That so. That elevator scene, one of the most brilliantly executed, written, shot, uh, edited, whatever the case may be, scenes. Yeah, I, I've ever seen. It was. I was um, having a minor panic attack. Were you? Did you think who? who I, who, who I was thought on? someone was just. I don't even know. I just thought someone was gonna die. What I like, I, I liked um, their willingness to just kind of go at each other. Um, and obviously the elevator's doors open at one point and, um, you know, he shows his badge and then when we go, what, whatever it is, I, I assume a couple of floors down when the doors open there, they pull away their guns. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it, it was just, it just felt like a great Western. Yeah. And the line that you mentioned too, that I'm not afraid to die. That's the difference. I, I like that line a lot because mm-hmm. I think I don't. I don't even really know why, but I, I feel like it just makes sense. I don't know. It's weird, but I, I like that line. I like the line, but I also think it's arrogant. I think I think the Tooth Fairy is afraid to die. I think most people... Most people, are, yeah. You know, and it's just it's just arrogance. Um, I'm trying to think of like a good quote. I guess it's it's more of a... he. I, I don't think that maybe he's... I definitely think he'd be scared to die, but I think at this point... The cop has just so much more to lose. You know, like that Tooth Fairy, who does he have, really? His dad, who's, like, kind of dying, who kind of was always really hard on him anyway. And then you have the cop, who 
if he dies, think of all the people who get hurt because of that. And I think it has stuff to do with, like, with that, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and obviously, you know, man, oh, man. Obviously, uh, the fact that, you know, the Tooth Fairy knew about Marissa and Dion, but uh, but now, obviously, he kind of knows about the cop and Marissa, um, which Dion is still unaware of that connection, unfortunately. Yeah. Or at least as far as we know. And so to scare Marissa, although she wasn't that No, she's a she's a badass. I, I liked the way she reacted. Uh is it is her is it arrogance on her part? That's gonna be the word of today. Arrogance. Is it arrogance on her part to think that she has everything under control? Uh yeah. I'm I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Because obviously she got broken into and But yeah, but at the same time, she seems to really know a lot about this about the Tooth Fairy and kind of what she's dealing with and stuff. And except that that is Dion's business associate. Well, yeah, she doesn't know. Yeah, I guess she just doesn't. She doesn't know the whole picture and the whole story. But I like how she handled that. She's like, no, you know, this is you fix this because. And I think it kind of made, maybe made the cop. Do we know what's his name? <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, I'm just gonna call him the cop. But you know. It made she's putting it on him. Like, no, you know, my safety now is in your hands. Like, stop. And I like the way she did that. She's like, I'm not gonna live like this because of what you're trying to do right now. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, like most men, he interprets that to, I have to kill the tooth fairy. Yes. <laughs> so he goes and tells Dion, hey, I'm gonna eventually text you or call you whatever he says, and <laughs> it'll be to kill the tooth fairy. Uh, Dion has no choice but to accept this. So we'll see how that... I mean, Dion, Dion, Dion. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's that's just the worst. Uh, so I'm very curious to see what he's actually going to do once Marissa's dad gets a hold of him. Yeah. I don't... Oh, my. Um, but speaking of the Tooth Fairy, he gives Dion the most interesting proposition ever... It's also the most unexpected thing I've ever seen, probably in all of TV. Yeah, I was not expecting that no. at all. Didn't even think it was an option. Very interesting. But 12,000 12, square feet for a restaurant. That's going to be a beautiful place. Yeah. And to basically get off the hook for this. Um, what do you think? It's like, how Forget, is... For, for, let me ask you this. Forget whether or not do you think Dion will take it or not? Because uh, to me, he's leaning that he won't. Would you? Should he? This is a get out of free jail card. I just don't get how Dion does all the crappy stuff, but then ends up getting like these kind of things. You know? It's like he does all the bad conniving stuff and then gets presented with this like present. Uh, hey, listen. Apparently, I'm switching careers. I'm going to become a chef. Yeah, I guess that's Being where it's a great at. chef. Is is the thing? Would you do it? Would you take it? That's, it's Here's pretty the, hard. I would ask what the ramifications were for Tommy and whatever else. And yes, while that puts them in, you know, say a financial burden, it saves their lives in a way. Yeah, I was actually just gonna say that is if I knew that it was gonna save the people I loved, even if that ended up in like them hating me. It's, you. I mean, you got to pick and choose your battles at that point. It's either 
save them, have them really mad and dislike you for a while that you could potentially make it up to them or get them hurt and you'd have to live with that forever. Yeah, at least in this way, like, at least in one way, shape, or form, the lies could end. Yeah. He doesn't have to continue the charade of everything that he's been doing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and, you know, I I got to applaud him for his honesty telling him that, hey, I, I sold the uh, Coke to pay you. So you sold... Yeah, he said a funny line about, like, Patrick for you Patrick. Paid, you, you sold Patrick to Patrick or whatever. Yeah, you, like, sold Patrick's stuff to pay Patrick. Yeah. But but at the same time, did any part of you, I didn't feel this way, but I, I'm just curious if you or anyone else did, that, that this is maybe too good to be true? Is he really just going to offer this ulterior for him? Like, this easy way out? I guess it's not easy way out, but to me it almost seemed too good to be true from I mean, everything we've seen of the, the Tooth Fairy. I mean, basically at that point the Tooth Fairy owns him. Yeah. Not that he hasn't owned him already, but um, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, as Marissa's dad knows, sometimes like the only way to get out of the, this merry-go-round is death. That's so, really dark and sad. It is, but... This is the truth that Mercer's dad has learned. I guess so. Or seems to believe and think. I guess so. Um, so it is what it is, you know. Uh, <laughs> I wonder how many uh, parents are like now thinking about don't put pill- don't put the tooth under kids' pillows. Yeah, that was. Oh, I didn't even think about that till now. Oh, yeah. a whole new meaning to the tooth. It fairy. really does. All right. Anything else that we missed from tonight's episode um, that you want to discuss? Scanning through. Oh, Aiden's running out of money. Oh yeah. So uh, obviously, I think I think that'll come into play a little bit later in a more significant way. Tonight was just kind of planting the seeds. So we'll see. Yeah, and I'm yeah. I mean, I think I think we covered it all. I really enjoyed this episode a lot. But at least like. Speaking of 24-hour periods, we go from this local news report that basically says, don't ever come to the Bronx, especially this restaurant, because that's where shootings happen, to all of a sudden, one dude writes one review, and boom, we got reservations. Yeah, I guess he's a blogger. Interesting. You know, in this day It's a big thing these days. It is, but but at the same time, and it's always interesting, like the, uh, I'll just call it the ROI, the, 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 the return on investment. For those types of things, it's just not as great as you think. Yeah. Anymore. I don't know. Publicity is an interesting thing. Like you can go on all these late night talk shows and do the Today Show and this and that, and like still, that doesn't mean you're going to sell your book or your CD yeah. or people are going to go see your movie. And especially when you're a local restaurant at the Bronx, like I don't know. It's obviously he has to have a very great demographic within Bronx. And or New York, yeah, where people follow him that closely. If he just instantaneously puts up like, "Hey, I love this food," that people are like, "Oh, I want to go eat that." Yeah, true. I don't know. It's just not fully realistic of the world I know it to be. Yeah, I feel you on that. You know, I send out an email to all AfterBuzz hosts and fucking get eight responses. So, like, I don't know <laughs> how real gonna be. I don't know. I feel anyway. you. All right, so without further ado, uh, before we get into predictions, it's wine, wine time. time. 
Um, yes. So what do we got today, Abby? Give us a. I'm gonna pull up some um, some descriptions of the wine. You're just. Are you trying to make me embarrass myself by not knowing how to say the wine right now? Maybe. That's totally what you're doing. I don't appreciate it. Why not? What is it? Malbec. It comes from Argentina. <laughs> Am I saying it right? Yes. Did my phone just die? Shit. Want me to pull it up? Yeah. Look up the description. On, why does my phone always die at the most inopportune moments? Um, anyway, this is an Alamos, the wines of Catina. Um, it is it is from Argentina. It's a 2014. And on the back it reads, The Alamos Vineyards of Mendoza, Argentina lie in the foothills of the Andes Mountains. Um, Alamos wines are born of the intense mountain sunlight and pure snowmelt water of the Andes and embody the richness of this rugged, remote region. Cultivated by the Cantina family for over hundreds of years, Mendoza's vineyards are among the highest in the world. Um, The Malbec displays dark cherry and blackberry flavors with a long, lingering finish. This balanced and full-flavored wine is excellent with grilled meats and vegetables. So, speaking of grilled meats, we've got... Um, you've got the uh, New York strip. I've got the top sirloin. Uh, now she's finished her veggies, so that's good. <laughs> now all she's got left is the meat and potatoes. Yeah. Literally. And I pulled up Malbec. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that right? Yes. It's a purple grape variety used in making red wine. The grapes tend to have an inky dark color and robust tannins, and are known as one of the six grapes allowed in the blend of red Bordeaux wine. Notable regions are Argentina, Chile, California, southwest of France, origin in France. Fun Man. stuff. Um, you know, since I, I did like uh, Dante De Paolo and and um, and Tommy kind of going back and forth between the wine. I he's I like, like Dante. I've got twenty cases of this wine. Can I interest you in a one that you don't have? Yeah. It's like, can I just give you a glass of one that you don't have? Yeah. And they had fun with it, you know. Yeah, I just want to live like life just drinking wine and just be like. I need like, a steak. Ah. I need a steak knife. You've got your uh, my teeth. I was gonna say your plastic <laughs> utensil, but um, anyway, so that's kind of wine time. So enjoy. Next time you're uh, making some grilled steak or or a chicken can go with it, I guess. Um, you know, have a Malbec. And yeah, uh, it's really good. Like I said, this is an Alamos uh, from Argentina, so give it a try. Phil's better at wine time than I am. <laughs> Listen, I've been wine time for... <laughs> anyway. Predictions? Predictions. Predictions time! Yeah! Here. Wait. Oh. It's like, where are the lights? And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Three more episodes to go. The truth is out. Uh... You know, we get that interesting dynamic where Tommy says, hey, we just have to work together. You know what? It's kind of like me and Abby's arrangement. We just have to work together. It's just, yeah, we just got to, yeah, that's that's all we do. And once the once the cameras are off, that's <laughs> we hate each other. Um, I, you know what scene I can like fully predict already? Like an exact scene. And I am feeling pretty good about it. It just right, came describe to Describe it. You better be right. So Tommy is going to find out, obviously, for sure that... Rhee and Dion slept together. Tommy is going to divulge this information to Pilar. 
just kind of going on a rant about, I can't believe he did this to me, blah, blah. And meanwhile, in her head, she's thinking, oh my gosh, I did this too. Can you not just see that being the thing? Oh my God, I just spit on the mic. That'll be, that'll be good because, I, again... It just puts her in that situation where she's thinking about Marissa, but she's also thinking, and that's one thing. Like, okay, she, you know, Marissa, fine, it's shitty to do, but uh, when when you're really thinking about Tommy, who she cares about, mm-hmm. can't you see that though? That happen? Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Um, it'll be interesting to see when Marissa's dad fully goes after. Uh, the Tooth Fairy, for sure. Yeah, and I'm just, again, too, with TJ. It's just a matter of time. I don't know like, if they'll save it till kind of maybe one of the, maybe the last episode or the episode before. Mm-hmm. But I, honestly, in all of this, I really do feel bad for Tommy. He hasn't done anything wrong to anyone, and he gets, it's so off. he has an awful life. <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. TJ, he can't really connect with his son. He has his best friend sleeping with his wife and now his like current girlfriendish. Like it's it's just not, not really anything good happening for him. And he's about to be asked to be a donor, I'm sure. Yeah, for from, sure. And I'm sure that. he'll do it cuz he's a good person, I think. Yeah, Even I think though bad would. people, I don't know. I think he would. I think he would. I think he totally will. Um so there you have it. Do you, do you think Aiden's going to die before the end of the season or no? No, because I think he'll be a donor. Okay. Fair do enough. Do you? Uh, it'll be interesting. I think, you know, Aiden's also been stubborn. So I don't know if he'll, even if, number one, I don't think he'll ask. Number two, if for some reason it gets back to Tommy that he should donate, I don't think he will. I think Jensen will eventually, like, talk to him and be like. Yeah, hey. I think I think that. Tommy's going to find out on his own. I don't think his dad's going to ask him. I think he's going to find out and just do it on his own. Yeah. And they're going to be like, you got a random donor, and, like, he's not going to know who it is. Um, in some weird, demented way, um, I don't know how... Because I, I think Tommy could ultimately work for the Tooth Fairy as well um, at this at this amazing restaurant. But I think if, if Aiden was to shut down funding for this restaurant it might not be the worst thing for them oh yeah because <laughs> it, it would certainly make uh, it, uh dion's decision a lot easier in terms of what to do with the tooth mm-hmm. fairy so that could be interesting i don't think it'll go that way but i just it's a nice yeah nice i don't thing. think dion deserves any easy things right now yeah. he's on my bad list um like i said he just puts band-aids over gashing wounds between him and andre i would take him down well, Andre's a little bit more demented and oh, like, psych- like, you know what I mean. Dion at least means well. He just screws people yeah. over. Um, and I don't know if that's better or worse. Ultimately, like, it depends on utilitarianism or whatever, whatever you believe in. Um, Andre is the straight, straight up piece of shit. I'll yeah, say. he's the worst. Say. That's what I'll say. I'll call him a piece of shit because he is a piece of shit. Yes. Um. Anyway, that's what I think. So. I'm excited for the last three episodes. They're going to be good. Good They're stuff. They're going to be good. Um, Abby's working on getting us guests. No pressure there, Abby. Just for our fans. Get some guests. I'm going to put pressure on you, too. Uh, and also, for those of you who comment on our our uh, shows, thank you guys for doing that. Your opinions are always fantastic. I love reading them. I comment back. Abby could care less. Oh, my God. That uh, is not true. 
Stop it. Oh yeah. What was the what was the latest comment that you read that you enjoyed? Oh my gosh, stop! You're putting me on the spot. Oh well, okay. Look, someone doesn't read the comments. I read them. Uh huh. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that about does it. <laughs> if you don't want to talk to Abby, where can they not talk to you? At underscore Abby Vega. So definitely don't talk to her there. Don't talk to me. Um, and follow us here at Afterbus TV, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. So look at all that, all the social medias. Uh, and we'll be back for the last three episodes, certainly. Thank you guys for listening. If you're a brand new listener, viewer, thank you guys for joining us. Thanks. Uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the episodes, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.